Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Tawny Lee Larson. Tawny is an author and breast cancer survivor and advocate. Welcome to the show, Tawny. Well, thank you, Gigi. It's an honor to be here with you. Such an honor. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where you are from? I am from a little town in Colorado called Canyon City, born and raised here. I've lived all of my life here. Um, I'm not only just a mom and a grandmother, but I'm also a published author, writer, and I am a leader and a co-leader of two recovery groups that are for women that have either been married to or are married to sex addicts, intimacy, or emotionally anorexic men. Um, and I am also um, currently writing my fourth book, and I'm also an inspirational, motivational speaker. Excellent. Tell us more about your book, now revised, correct? T talk to us about Prayers to My Heavenly Father. Yes, and that book um, came out last July, and um, it came out through the recovery that I went through um, as being a, at that time, a divorced partner of a sex addict. And um, the best story I can remember to tell is that while going through the step three, which is um, we talk about our relationship with God and I was writing out prayers to him and just speaking to him very openly. And there was a lady in my group that said, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I said, no, not really, but I started praying about it. And I just finished writing it up during COVID and sent it in. And then Westville contacted me and asked me if, um, or told me that they were ready to publish it. And I was just like, wow, I couldn't believe it. But um, so that was an amazing journey. And I gave a lot of credit to my grandmother because of the fact that she was the writer. And she always encouraged me from the moment that I was small to, to write. And I wrote poetry all through high school and um, through this recovery. Then it led to all of this. And God had a reason and a purpose for that. Absolutely amazing. Now, talk to us more about your, your other book, Honoring My Heavenly Father. <laughs> yes. Well, don't we all want to do that? Or I guess we should say we should. Um, because I did, I wanted to honor him because he's not only my heavenly father, but he is also my heavenly husband. He's my provider. He's my protector. He's my leader. He's everything to me. Um, you know, when you are by yourself, that's he just becomes everything. You know, if I get stumped on something, um, then I just say, okay, I need your help. And it's there. But that came about even before I finished the first book. Um, so I knew that there was going to be more than one because he kept saying, honor my heavenly father. And then when I got connected with Daniel, Daniel asked me if I was writing another book. And I said, funny, you should ask. Um, I said, yes, I am. And so, that's how that one came about. And um, in that book, it's got a lot of different um, writings, prayers, you know, on different subjects like grief and disappointment and fear. And there's a very, very special one in there, too, that um, I dedicated to my little girl that I aborted. So and it's called Whist Away Too Soon. And that is especially for her. And that is because that has just been a healing journey for me. I love it. Very inspiring. Now tell us more about healing broken woman. 
that's the one I'm currently writing. <laughs> you know, and I love how it came about because when I was down there in San Antonio for um, the speaking um, certificate, you know, the the speaking, I can't think of what it was called, sorry. Um, but Michael Butler um, asked me, you know, what my words were going to be for my inspiration. And I said, broken women. And he goes, well, what about healing broken women? And the Holy Spirit just really flooded over me. And so those were amazing words that were spoken over me because that's the name of my ministry. And it truly is because women aren't just broken, but they can be healed. Um, and so that is my ministry is to help these women become healthy and whole, to show them love and to encourage them. And that's what this book is all about. Amen. Very powerful. Now you have a recovery group in your home and you're, you're a leader of that recovery group. Talk to us more about your 12 step program. Yeah, it's from Dr. Doug Weiss and he is um, up here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He has heart to heart counseling center. And that's where I started my recovery that I've been in for almost four years. And he takes the 12 steps from the big book and um, he has it towards 12 steps, um, also exercises of going through, um, you know, because for some reason we picked these men. And so the biggest thing is to get to the bottom of it because we've all got skeletons in our closet. We all had trauma. We've all had something, you know, that has just utterly tormented us or caused PTSD. And it's to get to the bottom of it and to find out why, you know, and so that we can heal from that and also make better choices. Should we be involved in another relationship or but even if we stay with them, we can still become the healthy person. And that's what it's all about is us and becoming healthy. And that's what this 12 step program is. And right now I have six women in my group. Not everyone attends every Monday night, but um, that's what that is. And it is to go through the exercises and then you do a step. Then you do more exercises. But each time you're doing an exercise, he's asking all of these questions you know, about your past, about your relationship with mom, your relationship with dad, you know, being sexually abused or physically abused, any of that type of stuff. And so it just God opens many doors for us to receive healing is what it's all about and to Amen. become healthy and whole women. Amen. Now talk to us more about how you obtain your brain tumor and how did you overcome? Having I a brain still tumor? carry it with me every day. <laughs> it's still in there. Um, I started having a really bad headache one time and, um, this was back in 1999 and I went to the doctor and she did an MRI and I was just in bed for like 30 days and there was nothing there. And then over the years, um, it probably was about eight years later, um, I lost the hearing in my left ear and I just felt like I had a really bad earache. And um, so I went to the doctor and he sent me to a specialist and the specialist was going to put tubes in there to drain the fluid that he saw in there. And when he went to do that, he says, well, I can't do that. He says, there's a mask back there. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, and so I went and had an MRI done and it showed a very massive brain tumor. And so he sent me to a doctor. And they went in and they did a little biopsy. He cleaned out 
from behind the eardrum, you know, a little bit. Um, and so that's when they found out that it was pretty good size um, brain tumor. And then I went into um, the radiologist department and they did radiation, which killed the blood supply, slowed down the brain tumor from growing, but it had grown for nine years. So, and it is just so intertwined with so many different little things. It was not worth the risk. Um, it was just do the radiation and live with it. And so I'm 14 years out. So, but it's, it's amazing because my doctors have become very dear friends and I still see them quite regularly. And, but it's just amazing to watch what God did through all of that. Very inspiring. Now you are also a breast cancer survivor and an advocate. Talk to us more about your recovery journey. Um, that in itself was, oh man, <laughs> it was during a time when I had divorced my ex-husband for the first time and we had started redating and I just felt a lump. And so I called my doctor and she got me in right away. And then she got me sent over for um, an ultrasound. And, you know, it's really funny, Gigi, though, is that even before I went for all of these diagnoses, um, I already knew. I already knew what it was. I mean, that is just how amazing God is and how he prepares you for this. So it's just like the brain tumor. When I found out I had the brain tumor, I looked at the doctor and I go, OK, well, what are we going to do about it? And my ex-husband was sitting there and he was just bawling like a little baby. Um, the same with the breast cancer. It's like, okay, well now what do we do? And um, so I had the lumpectomy done and then she sent me to my radiologist again, who is a wonderful um, doctor from India. And so I just did the, the radiation through that. I got three little tattoos um, that will be there forever. And those are the only tattoos I have. And so it's a constant reminder, but um, you know, it just shows what God can do because no matter how horrible or how devastating or uncomfortable these journeys are, they're for a reason. And I watched my radiologist um, become a believer through the brain tumor and through the breast cancer. And so that has been an amazing journey in itself is to watch what God does in other people's lives. And um, my team, I had the same um, radiologist. Um, team there. And so we exchange um, recipes at Christmas and stuff like that. And um, I've taken on my books and just stay really close and connected. And then there's just so many women. Um, my co-leader on my Wednesday night group, she went through it last year in February and she had to have a double mastectomy done. And so I could understand the pain that she was going through, not to the depth, but you know, there's always somebody that needs us, you know, because somebody else is going to be walking that journey and God's going to point us to them and we're going to be able to encourage them and inspire them. Amen. Very powerful. Now, you mentioned God quite often and you mentioned listening to God. How important is it for folks to understand the importance of listening to him? So important. So important. Do we always no, because we want to go our own way. But I tell you what, there is nothing more peaceful or freeing about listening to what he says. And people say, well, how do you listen to him? 
Do, is it this loud clanging voice that comes across or whatever? But it's just these constant reminders for me in my head. I just keep hearing these same things over and over. And I know that's when he's talking to me or I get this punch in the gut and it's like, hello, I'm trying to talk to you. Are you listening to me? Um, and then also I hear him through the waters. I hear him through the waves of the ocean. I hear him through the rumbling of the um, rivers, um, through the rain. He just has this way of talking to me through the waters. And it reminds me of Ezekiel 47. And that was one of the visions he gave me um, two years ago at Christmas, actually. Um, I had water running from the east side of my house out the west side. And it was so phenomenal. And it, then he showed me what that was all about. But that's just the listening to him is just, you know, when you constantly hear the same thing over and over again and just to be still. Um, be still doesn't mean exactly just be quiet, but it means to also rest and just take comfort and yeah, and to be still, not to do things on your own, but but let him do it. And I have found that that is such a more peaceful way to live. Amen. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, talk to us more about the miracle girl that you wrote for your youngest granddaughter who had heart surgery. Yes. I'm surprised you know about that. That's awesome. That was, oh my goodness. She was nine years old and now she's 18. So nine years ago. Um, and they had to switch doctors because my son-in-law was um, in the army. And so they had to switch doctors, thankfully. And the um, nurse practitioner um, was checking them in. And so they did a blood pressure check and her blood pressure was just way too high for such a little girl. And so they sent her to Children's Hospital and they did the ultrasound and come to find out she had to have a correctation of her aorta, which meant that her aorta, the opening inside of it was no bigger than just like a lead pencil. And so the blood was not getting anywhere. And she'd always complain about being tired and her legs aching and that type of stuff. And so um, that was just, that was a miracle in itself. And um I remember seeing three angels, um, surely goodness and mercy, standing at the head of her bed before she went to surgery. And you can't describe the color of them, but they were the most magnificent ivory gold that I have ever seen in my life. But that's how that story came about. And I just wrote in there about all of the different little things that God showed us through this, about how the fact that had she not been... Uh, changed the doctors, um, they said within probably five months, six months at the very most, um, she would have just collapsed and died from not getting enough blood through to her heart and stuff. Her heart would have just gave out because they could already tell that it was already wearing the muscle and stuff like that. And so on her um, left shoulder, she's got this big old, looks like a rainbow, but she's so proud of her scar, so proud of it. And now she's 18 years old and she's healthy and she's done track and she's done all kinds of um, physical activity and stuff. And she was released to do anything that she wants to. So, but it was just amazing just to watch what God did through all of that too. And how it spoke to so many um, of her little friends too. So that was my first book. Yeah. <laughs> Very inspiring. Now, one of your quotes is our father does his greatest work through our brokenness. Talk to us more about that quote. Doesn't he? Yeah. Because when we are so broken, when there is nothing left of us, but just like a bucket of ashes or something, 
we have to depend on him or we should, but that's who I depended on. There was nothing that I could have done or um, anyone else could have done, but he did. And it's through all of that brokenness, then he takes us and he molds us and he makes us into who he truly wants us to be. You know, it's kind of like a glass, uh, stained glass window, um, you know, that's the pieces are all broken and they're beautiful. And then he just starts putting them back together. And, you know, and there's always that lead that he, you know, that is put in between the stained glass window and stuff. And pretty quick, when the window is all finished and done, it is just absolutely beautiful. And it's strong and it's got a border around it. It's surrounded and it will never, ever break again. But um, through our broken times is when I heard him talk to me the most and I became the de most dependent on him. And I also got a deepening relationship with him because I truly found out what his love was all about through all of the brokenness. Amen. Yeah. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Mm -hmm. Rely on him. <laughs> there is no other way. You know, we can we can try to do everything that we want to ourselves, but it's just not going to work out. Um, you know, the free will, um, do it yourself and all of that. It, it's all well and fine. But for me, it would have never, ever worked, never, because I had to get me out of the way. Um, yes, there is such a thing as doing your own self-care and knowing your value and, and your worthiness and stuff like that. Absolutely. But to try to do everything on your own, it just does not work. For his, his plans are greater than ours, right? Because he knows everything. He sees. He has already walked before us. He's already walking beside us and he was already pushing us forward, you know. Um, so he's been there and he knows the way so much better. Um, and it's it's just an experience because if you will just let him lead you instead of you making all of the choices or you making all of the, you know, the turns or whatever. But I love just waiting on him. Um, there are days I don't make any plans whatsoever because I just get led by the Holy Spirit. And I, to me, that is the most amazing, fun, experiencing day. Um, and to know his love in such a deep, deep way, because you know that he's orchestrating everything. He's always working behind the scenes. So um, just just to rest in him, just, just to walk in that faith, just to, to give it a test. He says, test him and try him because he's true. So... See what happens one day when you don't make any plans and just say, okay, God, you walk before me and then I'll just follow you. So that's just the way I love to live life. I don't do it every day. No, um, but that's the way I love to live life. Amen. God is in control and rely on him. Very powerful. Honey, where can the audience find you? Um, on here at, um, or not on here, but on um, the internet, and it's www.tonnilea.com. It's tonnilea.com. They can Amazing. find my books there. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Tawny at tonnilea.com. That's T-O-N-N-I-L-E-A.com. And Tawny, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. You too. Thank you, Gigi. You're welcome.